Hi, I'm Yegi. I'm an entrepreneur and success coach who wants it all. Family, luxury, career, and the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I'll do whatever it takes to get there. I created the Yegi Project to document my journey and inspire others to do the same. My mission is to change the world by influencing and leading others to do what they love and live fulfilled lives. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Yegi Project. For today's episode, we have a very special guest. Can you guys guess who it is? <laughs> I will be interviewing myself. Um, we got some requests about getting to know your host. In a lot of the episodes, we interview other people and you guys get to know other people. But in this one, I would share a lot about myself so you guys can get some background information and know who I am. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's jump right in. Well, welcome, Yagi. Thank you for coming in. Well, it's no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I had a pretty long drive, but you know, I had to make it for you since you requested me as a special guest today. To start off with, please tell everybody who you are and what you're all about. In fact, let's do the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why. Actually, we can do the how as well. How did you get started? So who am I, right? Um, actually, I'm having a hard time answering this question because what defines who we are, right? I'm going to probably want to go deep into this question, but without overthinking it, some of the things that might define who I am is um, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a coach, and I am also a podcast host as my career. Um, in my personal life, I'm also a wife and a mother to two children. That's a very quick summary of who I am career and, you know, personal life-wise. But um, as far as what I do is, I guess I defined a little bit already, like what I do is main, these days mainly I'm focusing on growing this podcast because I really feel like I have like this mission to spread um overall like happiness right that's the end goal but this podcast really allows and it's called the yegi project it really allows people to um be their best self if it's in their business in their career in their personal life to really develop personally in order to live the life that they really want to live and the ultimate goal is to be happy most of the time, right? We can't always be in a happy state. But um, anyways, that's what I do and why I do it. And I guess the last W is when I got started in the entrepreneurship journey back in 2015 as a business owner. And my local business was um, a beauty business. So it was a full service salon that started in Burbank, transitioned into an eyelash um specialty salon and then it evolved into an academy so training and a product line all for eyelash extensions and then um, a couple years ago I decided to really focus on this podcast and really seriously maybe about a year ago dedicated at least a good one full day a week to be able to grow it because like I said I really know that this is my purpose it's my mission so here we are so that's a very quick summary of everything that I am in the five W's <laughs> all right here's a random icebreaker question how did you meet your husband so my husband and I actually uh, met in a very funny way. So he had, um, there's a whole episode actually <laughs> with my husband and I on this podcast, but um, we met in a very funny way. So he was 
not my type at all and you know in these days people try to reach out to you for a date on social media so he had found me through a mutual friend like nobody I really knew just like from a friend of a friend or whatever and um he had tried to ask me out or try to talk to me he slid in my dms um on instagram and on facebook and I just really was not interested so I kept on like blowing him off blowing him off um until one day we ran randomly ran into each other well we were in the same place at the same time and I didn't know him like I never would recognize him I never really paid attention because I wasn't interested when I when it was a random person on social media trying to talk to me like I wasn't interested so I didn't even remember his face so we were actually sitting my group of friends were a group of girls were actually there for a bachelorette party we were sitting at this table having a great time obviously drinking giggling you know the girl fun time and then they him and his friend came and sat next to us at the other table but he didn't know like I was there it was super random coincidence so they were there they're having a good time like obviously we're not interested in anybody we're just really like having a good girl time and then randomly like I see somebody coming and tapping me on the shoulder then I turn around and I'm like yes and he literally goes like well I know you and then I'm like no like you don't know me because if you knew me I would know you like you don't know me I've never seen you in like in my life so then um I kind of like push him away then he comes back like a second later super consistent and persistent I guess like if you guys want dating advice um it works like persistency work this guy like I don't know maybe a couple years even from like the first time he tried to reach out to me until I actually went out on a date with him yeah I got very lucky with him but anyways going back to the story literally then I push him back and then he comes back he's pulling a conversation from like Instagram and Facebook he's like look I know you I'm like bro just because you messaged me doesn't mean you know me um but that was kind of the icebreaker and you know I had a little to drink he was actually very attractive in person and and silly and like fun so I kind of like he got my interest then when I actually met him in person um and then yeah one thing led to the other we ended up going on a date and our first date was Disneyland I think that's a super cool first date so he did good there trying to you know hook me in <laughs> but yeah so that's how we met well on the more serious matter what is one of the biggest failure you had failure honestly I never have looked at anything and considered it a failure because the way I look at thing, things is when something's not working out for me I kind of pivot and redirect to a new direction so I'll give you an example so that makes sense but um it is in the line of failure but I don't like calling it a failure because I don't let it to get to that point where it's like oh my god it's a total fail instead instead we pivot and we uh and we redirect okay so uh, here's my kind of failure story and what I learned from it so back in 2015 when I started my 
business. Okay. Brand new in the entrepreneurship. I never managed people in my life. I went into the beauty business thinking, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. I have my business degree. I have like a lot of work experience. I have had a lot of like high positions and I'm very professional. So this is the beauty industry is going to be a piece of cake. I can run this with my eyes closed. Don't have to do anything. Just invest the money, hire people. Boom. It's going to be great. Um, it did not work out that way. So I had to, I think, um, kind of a, a failure was that I had to do a lot of work myself as a small business owner. I literally had to wear all the hats from janitor to receptionist to actually doing the beauty services because oh yeah hi I also have a cosmetology license as the salon was um established it was established as a full service salon so we had all sort we did all sorts of services hair makeup nails you name it like anything under beauty right but um initially services were not picking up like there was a point where I was doing haircut and blow dry for like nine dollars we had run a group on just to get people through the door like build 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 do whatever it takes like literally we were losing money or I was losing money doing these services to try to build a business and for some reason it was not working. Um, I had maybe like five, six other service providers and I wasn't able to get them clients. And that's the shittiest feeling for a business owner to, or like a team leader to feel like, like you are letting your team down. That's kind of how we felt. Like I, these people are here, they're waiting for clients to make money. Cause a lot of like the service providers were commission-based. So um, that was the part that kind of felt like a failure that, okay, I have some clients, we're trying to get the business rolling, but I can't get other people fully booked. So that's when I really felt like a failure. But at that time, I was personally doing eyelash extensions. Eyelash extensions were still kind of new then. It wasn't super saturated. It wasn't super popular, but I was really, really booked and busy with lash clients to a point where um, I literally was turning people away so what I did was the per the the girls that were doing hair and makeup and um and other services I was like hey guys like let me train you on lashes like there's clients for this I could tell them look I'm busy but I have this other girl who does it because at that point I was the only one doing it so I started training that's kind of how it eventually evolved into an official academy but that's um what I decided to do I trained the other other girls into the lashes and they started doing that services instead and eventually we turned the salon into just a full lash extension salon instead of a full service salon so if I were to and but at that point before I made that decision to get rid of the hair stations get rid of the makeup stations make them into like lash rooms and areas it was really devastating because I it was almost like okay I'm failing this other part of the business or the salon. But now looking back, literally like that's what we need to do. We need to be realistic and we need to look at what's going on and how we can pivot and how we can redirect, even if it's what we're doing in order to make it successful. And honestly, I could proudly say that the business really was positive from the first year, like dramatically, like all this I'm talking about was a matter of like the first year until um, we figured it out that, okay, it's just a full lash service salon.
Wow, I love the way you think. I think about 1%, 1-2% of the people actually find their purpose and their mission in life and they want to leave something behind. Or I think it's part of our need as humans to want to leave something behind, but I don't think it's that common for people to really like seriously, clearly find their purpose and their mission. So my question to you is, what do you want to be remembered for? Well, that's honestly an easy question for me to answer because I have thought about this really long and hard and I've done a lot of deep soul searching for like 10 years now to figure out what it is, but I am still trying to clarify and fully like define how I'm going to achieve this. But the ultimate goal would be, I want people to remember me as like, if I died, literally, I want people to stand and say, oh my God, Yegi changed my life towards the better, obviously. But I want them, I want to be remembered that I made an influence on people's lives for them to live better, more fulfilled, happy, well-rounded, like really fulfilling lives that they fully have a control over instead of getting stuck in this day-to-day and being like sad half the time miserable half the time not loving what they do I'm also a big advocate of getting people in the right jobs and right careers to make sure they're happy during the long longest period of their day right when we're at work or doing you know what earns us money Hmm, very interesting. If your parents were here right now, what's a funny story they would tell about you? Well, a funny story. I don't know if it was funny for them, but it's funny for me now because, I don't know, something about freaking people out is kind of funny sometimes. (laughs) But when I was a kid, I was very um, stubborn in a way, but also very quiet and very closed off um so this is what happened we had a neighbor and uh, we had like I had a neighbor friend and it was this girl and we were just playing outside and we were I literally remember this we were playing with a stick but my parents are telling me this story after the fact but I remember what happened prior to the fact so um so we're playing with the stick you know like I was living in Armenia. It was kind of a third world country. We're just playing with sticks outside. You know, the good old days, not not many distractions with screens and all. Okay, anyways, side note. But yeah, so we're playing with the stick outside. And she took the stick from me and I got very upset and I literally ran inside. So in my parents' home uh, back in Armenia, we was like a big lot and there was like four properties on there right it was like our house my grandparents house my uncle's house and like my dad's uncle's house like something like that and we all like shared like a huge backyard but at this point like three of the houses were empty and no one was living there because they had all moved to America at that point but literally I went in one of the empty houses it was still furnished there was a sofa I literally hid behind a sofa and I cried and cried until I guess I fell asleep and they thought I was lost because we were playing on the street you know that was normal back in the day and they thought I was lost somebody took me so they're freaking out they're like going all over looking for me until I kind of like wake up from my nap and then I go up and I'm like what's happening why are you crying mom (laughs) yeah so that was the story I was very (laughs) very unique when it came to being upset. I guess I just hid and cried, but now I would fight back.
Oh my God, you must have freaked out your parents. As you said, it is very important to you to be able to do the job you love, enjoy your day-to-day, and try to spread that to other people so they also do the same. But have you ever had a job or what's been your least favorite job? Honestly, I've gotten pretty lucky with jobs. Like starting off, I... I always had office jobs and I've I've gotten really lucky right out of school. But one of the jobs, it was in the medical industry and my my background's in business. So my degree's in business and accounting and I have my bachelor's, my master's. So I got this fancy job and my title was the director of sales and marketing and it sounded all great and basically my Ultimately, my responsibility was with networking with doctors in order to get patients into our nursing facility. Now, it sounds simple and fine, but I hated it so much. It wasn't really anything unethical, but I hated the fact that I had to like network without wanting to. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know. It was just weird. I I hated that dynamic, that relationship of like almost um, like I was less than the doctors or a lot of them. That's how they treated me because I was basically needing them to refer patients to us. And I hated the fact that um, like for the medical field, I, I, I just don't feel like we need to do sales and marketing. Like people should just do what's really needed and, and they should just be at that. I don't know. I just hated it. It wasn't unethical, but something in me never felt right about it. I just really wasn't the right fit for that job, I think. But yeah, that was my least favorite job. And I did not do that, not even for a year. So I was like, I'm out of here, not working. Oh boy, I would have hated that job. Okay, now, if you were able to go back and give your 18-year-old self advice, what would it be? I would say, girl, you got this. (laughs) You got this. Like, don't worry. Everything's gonna be just perfect. Like, don't worry so much. I think that's what I would tell myself if I were to go back. Um, But that's like easier said than done. I don't know if any other specific advice... Mm, no, I think that's it. And I think that's kind of a message from my future self to me now. <laughs> or I think that should be the message to all of us from our future self. Like, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to work out if we're going through like a rough patch or a hard phase. If it's in business, personal, like at the end of the day, our lives and businesses go through seasons and it's just going to go back and it's going to be all fine. So I think um, I think that's the best advice to try not to worry and find techniques and have faith and figure out how to not worry because it is easier said than done. And But there are tools and ways to be able to worry less or not worry. So that could be a whole other episode, but Google it. You know, I'm sure you guys can find some extra stuff with how to not worry. <laughs> but that's the advice I would give my 18-year-old self. That is great advice. All right, so let's talk about morning routines. I mean, I don't know if it's been talked about too much or people are overhearing you have to have a good morning routine because sometimes I'm overhearing you have to have a good morning routine um, but I really think it makes a difference so what is your morning routine currently 
Well, my current morning routine, it is definitely not where I want it to be. I can tell you guys what I want my morning routine to look like, but since I do have two young children, my morning routine is being woken up, <laughs> not even by an alarm clock. I don't know which one I prefer. You know, I think I prefer the alarm clock, but my son comes and wakes me up between 6.30, between 6 to 7, actually, and then I'm spending time with him and then I get ready to just get out of the house so then I can try to have a moment for myself and be able to um, be productive. But that's a working progress. I did recently get a nanny in order to try to slowly work on my morning routine where I do have time for myself and I do feel more kind of powerful in the mornings leaving the house instead of feeling like drained. But in the past, before kids, what my morning routine would look like, it was... Um, actually I would wake up, I would do like a quick journaling, like where I'm at, what I'm grateful for, like anything that came into my mind that was kind of going to check in with myself. And then after that, I would do either yoga or I would run. I would either run on the treadmill or literally on the street, depending on the weather. I prefer outdoors, but 20 minutes of running, it would just put me in such a good mood. Then I would eat breakfast and literally start my day and literally I would feel so much energy so much power so much happiness starting my day so I can't wait to get back to that point where I'm doing that morning routine um because I definitely miss that feeling it's like a weird high (laughs) if you get a good solid morning routine um But I would say those of you who are struggling to do morning routines, it's tough. A lot of time we're tired. We don't feel like it. Try to try to try different things in the morning or within your morning routines to see what works for you. You don't have to follow the cookie cutter of, oh, I need to exercise. I need to journal. I need to meditate. Just do a few different things. See what makes you feel good as a start of your day and do that. Okay, so everybody's morning routine should make them feel good. If anything in your morning is not making you feel good, don't do it. Okay, so last question before we wrap up for today. I do have a lot more, but we're running out of time. I'm going to have to book you again and invite you back for a part two. What is something crazy that you want to do right now? Is there something crazy in your mind that you would just do right now? Of course there is. There always is something crazy I want to do. Uh, Part of me for a while now, crazy, has been wanting to literally like pack up and leave to Italy for six months and then see what happens. But I cannot do that currently. But I deeply want to do it. So I know if I really wanted to do it, I could find out a way. But... There's too many things going on in my life that's keeping me in this specific location right now. So that's not going to happen. But I I really want to do that crazy thing. But if I could, that's what I would do as my crazy thing right now. Oh, and I would live, I would go like in a very small town and like almost like go incognito and just like really try to be with locals, like like 
olden days you know just disconnect just be present live my day-to-day not worry about anything not look at um computers i don't know nothing just like a very very simple life for six months in italy that's and eat really good food that's what i want that's that sounds so amazing right now Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time and taking the time to drive all the way here to meet me in person. I appreciate it so, so much. It's been amazing. It's been great. You're wonderful. It's been so much fun. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review this podcast. Follow and engage with us on social media under the Yegi Project. And if you're interested in being a guest, email info at theyegiproject.com. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes.